All right, boys, we're on the vet. This is uh, this is a good one here. Um, little, uh, we're harkening back again to the Okie days, but we got you know four of us this time. So Billy's here, we got Tommy here, and we got my man Anthony King. So Anthony, um, good to have you on the show, man. Uh, we've messaged a little bit, but it's definitely cool now, uh, especially um, when we have something to talk about. Introduce yourself, man. Tell everybody kind of your backstory, where you're from, and what you got going on, and we'll uh, we'll chat, man. Well. My name is Anthony, and most of these guys refer to me as King, but I'm from Illinois, grew up here, come out of Texas originally, but lived here when I was growing up, went into the Marine Corps, moved to uh, Okinawa, that's where I met these guys, and and pretty much started my career off in the Marine Corps, I guess you call it a career anyway. What did, you did? Um, you did what? You just did a standard two-year deal, didn't you? No, I did four. No, I mean in Okie, though. You did yeah, like- two years in Okie, and then then went to uh, South Carolina to the air station, and they fat me over to uh, Paris Island. You guys were, were King. Were you like me though? Like when you like Tommy? I'm sure when you got to Okie, you were on a one-year tour. Yeah, and then extended for three. <laughs> but yeah, it was a year at a time. Yeah. But you chose two, though, right? So, like, King, yeah. you walked in IPAC. Did you come back out with two year orders like I did? Like, I went on one and got two two year orders, like, all of a sudden. That's exactly what happened to, to me. I mean, suckers. One year and then two. Billy, that didn't happen to you? No, hell no. I, I volunteered all three years just like Sparrow. Well, I mean, I, I want up extending too, but King, when, how far apart from Okie were you from, from Billy? Who got there first? Billy got there by probably a couple months, maybe three. Okay, so... Yeah, I, April, April of 04. So I was right on your heels, bro, because I got there in July of 04, so you were King somewhere in between then probably, right? Right. I, I think we got there sometime at the end of May, okay. maybe beginning of June. Yeah, so yeah because... I was I was put into Sergeant Small's platoon and then King right at like right after almost immediately. Yeah, you guys yeah, you guys were on the watch together for a long time, weren't you? Like yeah. you guys shared a room, I think, and actually shared mm-hmm. like, time on the watch, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Clinton, we had Clinton as a roommate as well. Oh, you guys were tripled up? I remember Clinton. I do remember I think after Clinton left though, you guys uh Oh god. I forgot about him. <laughs> once, once those, once that crew of guys started leaving, I think they started letting us go more two to a room, didn't they? Like we started getting a little bit more love in that regard. Like we could, you know, because I don't, I never had, um, I, I was never in a three man room ever. Thanks. See, we had three, we had three up at Hanson the whole time I was up there, but I was, I was always two when I got down to Foster. Yeah, you got a tiny-ass fucking barracks, though, in Hanson, man. That was like... Yeah. <laughs> that was like PMO and your living space. Like, right. It was, it was like... I think it was one story, if I remember right. Or Yeah, it was. The second story might have been the brig or something. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't big at all. The second story, I think, was the brig. But how'd you like to, like, fucking wake up and just walk down the hall to your office? Like, dude, I, I mean... you know, <laughs> And I was still pushing it being late. <laughs> like, at least, like, us, like, for our shifts, we used to at least get to, like, walk up the hill. You know, like, you know... Yeah. Walk up to the hill, like, go get your gear in your car, and then drive back to your room. I mean, right. or, or get thrown down the hill during our typhoon going back yeah. to the barracks. Dude, King, I've talked, so I've talked to you quite a bit about it. I've thrown you a shout-out, at least in a message, but I've thrown you a shout-out because, like, you got married or were trying to get married right at the same time I was. And so, like, you <laughs> were the absolute guinea pig on, like, the, the fucking – I talked about it with uh, my buddy Wes – the fucking ridiculous marriage package that we had to put together, like all the fucking documents and letters and 
Dude. Oh, man. <laughs> it was ridiculous. The first two times that we put it through, it got denied. Which is ins- well, which is insane because the Marine Corps can't tell anyone, "No, you can't get married." <laughs> well, but technically, but they did twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually illegal, right? And and not to mention, like, and much like me, so like my buddy Wes, like he he married um, a local national, right? But you and I, we married we married U.S. citizens. Both like both of them were, you know, your wife's a citizen, mine was too, and we still had to do this insane package. Like we had to go to classes, like, dude. Was, I mean, but. Your, you know, your, your package set the tone for mine. Like mine went through easy breezy, man. Like I don't think I had to really, you know, after all the hiccups with yours. I mean, mine went well. We started putting our package in. I believe it was October, if I remember right. Yeah. And they didn't approve it until January is when I finally got it approved. And we got married the 26th of January out in town. In May. In Okinawa. In Okinawa. Not sure if we're legally married or not, because it's all in Japanese, and I couldn't understand any of it. Didn't you? So I had, because I, I think because I stayed on the island, though, I had to get it all, uh, I had to get it all converted. I had to get it all interpreted and shit. Didn't, did you not have to do that? We did, but, I mean, I didn't really read it. I just turned it in. It's still technically, <laughs> if it's not notarized, though, technically, like, yeah, you're right. Like it is kind of, it, it is interesting. Like when people at, so I have ours like kind of, you know, Lori got ours like kind of framed nice and stuff. And um, you kind of wonder sometimes like, is this actually like for real? Like, you know, like we went to the, like the Japanese courthouse or whatever, like we did. I mean, I had, you know, Crick, you're, you're one of your guys, Crickenberger was there, witnessed it for me. You know what I mean? Like, we had, but who's to say that interpreter wasn't pissed off at Round Eye that day? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, don't really, you don't really know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, honestly, like it is kind of funny. Like being married, I guess, in a foreign country is hilarious. And then the other thing is, like, um, you would have to get divorced. Like, even though you were married there, you couldn't like get divorced there. You'd have to get divorced in the states. Like, there's weird rules. Like, I'm not saying you're, obviously you've made it. You're not going to get divorced, but. <laughs> Kudos for that. I'm just saying, like, yeah, dude, the shit they made us do is fucking weird. Let me ask you this, though. Why do, if you were, weren't you already, didn't you already know you were PCSing at that point? I did, because I was leaving in March. We got married in January, and I left in March. What was the, why did you, why, why the push then to get married anyways? Like, why didn't, why not wait until you got to the stage? Was it just to help get you guys out of there and over, like, home and shit, or what? Well, she, her dad lives there, and for her to be able to go and PCS with me to my next duty station, we had to be married. Otherwise, I was going to go there single on single orders, and I'd have to. Uh, so okay, so they did amend your orders and shit, even though you you were that close. Right. Oh, cool. That's cool. That's a huge benefit. That saves a ton of money as far as uh, plane tickets. It saves money as far as, or well, maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I did have to pay for the plane ticket. <laughs> but minimum, though, at least like checking in on the other side. You're checking in as a married Marine, and you don't have to go through all the fucking... Well, I was going to say, either way, you're probably going to be paying for a plane ticket. So at least it, it alleviated that headache of you getting there first and having to deal with all that shit. Like I said, I went home to get married, so I didn't have to deal with any of that shit. And then, I got and then by the time I got home for good, I was getting divorced. But that's either here nor there. But <laughs> Yeah, but King, like you got you got the benefits though of checking in, right? Like as right. like you, with housing or whatever, like you had more options, right? It wasn't... Absolutely. We when we checked in, we got base housing the day we checked in. I mean, it was we didn't have nothing. They sent us over to one of the buildings and they gave us basically a tote and an air mattress that went flat. 
Didn't so, you know, but I do remember you totally worked the system and you went and bought a mattress and put it in your barracks room, right? To get it. I did. You're a smart motherfucker, dude. But, <laughs> but it didn't get there for three months. Yeah, I know it takes forever. It takes, it takes forever, but you work the system. You know what I mean? Like you got some stuff like in advance and like, you know, because it's not every day. Like you don't, you know, uh, living single as a marine up to that point, like you don't have it. You can't have a lot of shit inside your barracks. It's impossible. Yeah. Instead, he just violated his roommates and brought in a fucking big ass queen mattress. Like, <laughs> Fuck you. Like, they'll, they'll they'll get here when they get here. You know. Like, <laughs> I think I actually, if I'm not mistaken, dude, I actually think I TMO'd. I, I'd have to ask Johnson, but I think I fucking TMO'd his shit for him. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. I think they could, he had to leave for school, and I think I had to wait for them to come and TMO his shit. Wow. <laughs> I have to ask him. That's funny. Next time we get him on, I just remembered that. Dude, I'm like recalling all this weird shit. Yeah, I think I, think I had like three boxes that you know, I packed up out of the barracks. Yeah, like, and then they make you ship it on like a fucking boat. That take- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was home for a while, and the fucking yeah. like FedEx truck rolls up. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I forgot I even had shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for a young ass marine who doesn't have a lot, like, get the fuck out. You you telling me you couldn't find a way to pack that bitch up on a plane and map? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because because there's never any flights going in and out of the island, you know. King, what was uh, dude? I so I have a. I mean, you went to MCRD San Diego, right? Coming out of Illinois. That is correct. So um, what was Paris Island like, though? I mean, I, I love it there. I think it's beautiful. I love South Carolina. But how was it being an MP there? Was that interesting or what? It had its upsides and its downsides as far as not doing a whole lot, just pretty much just rolling around the base at night. Yeah. It's pretty dead. There is a small housing on, what is it, the south side of the base, I think, out there by the golf course. I mean, but – you don't get hardly any calls other than maybe a recruit drowning in the swimming pool. That's about it. Yeah. So I mean, what about any, any runners like recruit runners and shit? Do you ever get to do any of that fun stuff or no? Yes. And that, that was the, like the highlight of the week. <laughs> See the smirk on his face. He's like, Oh yeah. Is it normal though? Or would you just get like what, like one a week, maybe like a recruit running or a recruit, like, you, you know, maybe, maybe one every couple weeks. We had one tried to run off the island and thought he could swim because you've got to come over that bridge, which is lined with cameras. You can't see anything. I mean, you can see everything. There's no way to get past it. Right. And one tried to swim while the tide went out while he was trying to swim across and he wound up getting stuck in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, so, you know, I was always fascinated. Like, so when I went back later on just to see it, it's fascinating, like how um, how small Paris Island really is. Really is. How massive they make it feel. They fuck with you. They turn you around, and do, you know what I mean. They make it seem like it's the biggest fucking place on the planet, but it's tiny, dude. Like, and you write that bridge, man. You're like, holy shit! Like, it was just I was third battalion. I was old third battalion, so the bridge was just right there. It was just like, like, but you have no idea. Like, yeah, fascinating stuff, dude. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I would have, if I was an MP there, I remember they did bring, they brought, they like crushed the house one time. They brought us all down to like a lower deck to watch a kid get just snatched up by the MPs. Like, and, the, and all the drill instructors were almost like egging him on. Like, come on. I hope he fucking does something stupid. So, <laughs> some MP sergeant came in and just fucking hooked this kid up, but they were hoping like, I don't know. Do you ever, you probably never got to go hands on with one though. Have you like, do they, do they, do they, are there many that really fuck around or, or I mean, 
right there whenever i was getting out was a transition where everything was starting to change like the drill instructors absolutely could not put hands on them yeah. uh, they had like two recruits i think had drowned in like six month period from drill instructors that's probably what oh seven oh six oh seven ish oh eight yep yep okay. and so if they did anything out of way if they was just talking back they call us like we're supposed to come over there and and fix them up but yeah. i mean it was a lot of times you run into guys who really thought they were bad but they'd wind up crying whenever you put them in handcuffs dude so i love the memes like do you see all the memes where it's like i well i would have joined but i'd knock a motherfucker out no you wouldn't no you wouldn't <laughs> like, and like you see it like and so the kids that like would they probably were all telling their boys like oh i'd hit a drill instructor they're the ones that ran they're not they didn't ever try to hit anyone they're the ones that either quit or ran yeah. Well, and that's probably what they're saying when they get home too. Well, I got kicked out because I punched that motherfucker out. You know, that's the story they're telling. Dude, I've I've literally only heard one story. There was one thing. I think we were all in Oki. Maybe I don't know if I read it in like the Marine Times. Marine Times, some Oki Times. I have no idea where the kid butt strokes stars and stripes. Yeah, maybe he fucking butt stroked a drill instructor on the range though, and like fucked his ass up bad. Like he hit him in the back of the head and like actually hurt him like really bad. Yikes! Like. That was like one of like I've ever heard of a recruit actually um, getting physical, you know. Right. And obviously things are different. It's done different on the range. They dramatically drop that stress down because you got kids running around. I was going to say, they still weren't nice, but maybe in their battalion. Well, I mean, when we, were actually, whatever, when we were actually shooting Billy, they kept it pretty low stress. I mean, well, right, yeah. When we were back at the house at night. They fucked with us, but I mean. Yeah, you know, on the range, though, yeah. I mean, you don't want kids running around with loaded weapons. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, dude. So you were actually Buford, though, King, and then they fapped you? Like, They did. I went there. Well, when the planner was there in Oki, he kept trying to get me to go to Paris Island. I was like, no, I, I have no interest in going to Paris Island. Send me to, to Georgia. Send me anywhere. Send me to North Carolina. He's like, well, the only place I can send you is the air station. I'm like, Okay, I guess that'll work. I get there, and as soon as I check in, they're like, you need to report to Paris Island. <laughs> I, was, I was so upset. Yeah, so it's like... You got <laughs> I can't believe the Marine Corps would pull something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you totally got what you wanted, but then you wound up in Paris Island anyways. Yeah, dude, that whole FAP system was kind of garbage, dude. But what were you when you were in Oki? Do you remember what, uh, what unit you were? I think it was headquarters and service battalion. What was, you, was that Straight up, or were you fapped to base? Remember we? No, I think it's straight up. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, most of us were all faps, dude. Like I was, I was mush one, the headquarters element of the wings. <laughs> mush I one. I wasn't ever gonna do shit. And then there was, remember the wingers? There were two wingers. There were mush one. Then there was one seventy two. The one seventy two kids could usually deploy. Mm -hmm. Billy, were you FSG or uh, division? Third division. Yeah. So then there were FSG kids and then the division kids. And I was straight up base. Yeah, that's from from the beginning. Yeah, and then I wasn't going. I wasn't going nowhere. Like very few guys were actually Marine Corps base, you know. Like there were there were so few of those guys, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah man. I, I, later on, like when I when I so King, I was I wound up staying in Oki like five and a half years, dude. Like, um, I did the in place. It's called an Epcot, the in place overseas consecutive tour. I fapped over to what then became like. I think it was when I got there. It was like MLG still, but then it changed while I was in Iraq. So. Um, yeah, dude, it was crazy. Like you had to do a lot of shit to try to maneuver yourself into a place to get to do anything, you know, but um, right. It was wild, man. 
when I got to Paris Island, well, the air station, I was attached to the air station and then fapped over to Paris Island. Yeah. But everybody else was going on deployments and, and leaving, doing other things. Not me. I stuck right where I was at. What were they doing? What kind of deployments were they doing from the air station? There was one deployment while I was stationed there that, that sent guys to Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm not sure where they went. I didn't get to go. That's all I know. But um, there was uh, two or three people that had deployed or were getting ready for deployment while I was there. Were they, what were they? Do you know what they were doing? Were they supporting aircraft or were they getting like uh, like IA billets? Do you have any idea? I have no idea what what exactly they were doing. See, people used to say that shit all the time. They'd be like, "Oh, you're an MP, it's base or whatever." Well, try to get an IA, an individual augmentee builder. It's a motherfucker about corporal or some shit. Like, what do you think they're just gonna? Hey, guys, I want to deploy. You know, like they don't. It doesn't work that way. Like, you can't. You can't. There aren't enough trees to bark up to like get an individual. You got to be like a staff and seal or above to get something like that. You know. When we were still in Okinawa, they um, were sending a deployment, and I begged and begged, and they gave me a a spot on the deployment. Well, I think that was in 05 when that tsunami hit Sri Lanka yeah. and they canceled the deployment. I remember all you fucking guys. Yeah. Well, they canceled it for a lot of guys, but some went, but right. I don't remember. I think it was mush 172. I think maybe that went and everybody, was, yeah. but I remember all you fuckers were buying gear. Like Maine was buying gear. Remember Maine went out and bought all kinds of fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, everyone was, you know, that tsunami hit, dude. Everybody was ready to go. We're all dying to go. Like, fuck, fuck, man. Like, we're finally going to do something, anything, something, you know? And then, right. they, yeah, they just, as quick as they spun it up, they canceled it, and they sent a bunch of other kids that were never told from the beginning they might even consider it. Like, I think know, Melissa went over there, I think. She uh, she may have, yeah, dude. And there was some- Whitaker went over, yeah, with the, with the tsunami recovery yeah. stuff, yeah. That was crazy. Like, the people that, and like I said, though, it was people that didn't expect it, like, they told a bunch of dudes, hey, you're going to go, and then they canceled those guys and sent guys that they never warned once. Like, you're like, what the fuck? Was yeah. that? But that's, I mean, that's the, the nature of it, man. That's how the Marine Corps goes, dude. It's, it's weird. But Yeah, dude. So, I, dude, King, I was at, you remember Roberts, Marcellus? I do. Obviously, we, we all loved him. Dude, I, so you remember he was there? He, met. <laughs> he was there, and then he left. I was in Oki so long, I caught him after his second tour on recruiting duty. He came back. And really? Like, yeah. And so, like I said, dude, like you got to have, like, you have to have, so that's the only reason why I got to deploy was he came back and I was like, dude, you got to, you got to do, he went to the, to the unit I wanted to be a part of, or I had just like, uh, changed my orders to. And like, obviously he knew me. So he was like, yeah, dude, I'm totally, you know, it's like, dude, it was like the, the luckiest thing, you know? So, um, I just lucked out that he came back and knew me and, and pulled me back. So, I mean, it was pure, pure luck on my part that I just happened to stay in place long enough. He kept me out of trouble twice. Oh, Rob- only twice, huh? You know Robert. Only twice. <laughs> you know Robert. Just, just with Robert. There's, there's other people that may have kept him out other times. Yeah, the whole the whole higher echelon at AIS kept my ass out of numerous things. <laughs> to include Whitaker. <laughs> she helped as well, and she was just she was just one of my sergeants. But I'm talking up to you know staff NCO and everybody. Well, I mean, Billy, do you remember when me and Maine picked up those national local national girls in the back of the squad car and hit them in the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) I do now. (laughs) (laughs) 
King, you put local nationals in your trunk? <laughs> we did. How'd you get caught? We stopped at the Golden Anchor. It was after hours. There was nobody around. And we got they got out of the car trying to converse with them and, and flirt with them. And <laughs> a dude was just walking truck. around in the middle of nowhere and walked up on us while we had these girls in the parking lot and basically stopped. He had got his duty book out, wrote everything down. And the only thing I knew to do was give him Stassner Roberts' phone number. And he called him in the middle of the night. He's like, I'll be right there and take care of it. Never heard another word about it. Took him off base, dropped him off. And then that was the end of it. Well, <laughs> for the most part. I mean, you know, so we used to like take care of each other in that way. Like we would, you know, throw each other in the back of the squad car or whatever. Still yellow. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know about sneaking uh, locals out, though, bro. That's a bit. It's a bit. Dude, King was like. King was like. I, I do remember hearing about that. King was like. King was like Maine, but quieter about it. That's fair. King would do well, some shitty anyone, shit, and I'm quiet, just, compared, I'm quiet <laughs> compared to Maine. <laughs> you wouldn't think King would do shit like some of the shit he did. You know, he's what are you like six four? <laughs> like this big dude, you know. And you're just so quiet about everything you did, and it was it was pretty impressive to see being your roommate. <laughs> and then, like you used to party with us a little bit, but I don't think you were excessive, were you? I don't. I don't. Not, you ever really ripped it up, did you? No. You not times, but, yeah. I don't ever remember you getting like out of control. When Chavez left the island was probably the worst. Well, that, I mean, that was, he was a good dude. Uh, he still yeah. is. We all still. It, it wouldn't have been so bad if his flight wouldn't have got canceled a couple times. So you just kept going? Like, <laughs> I get it. That's natural. That's normal. You know, he actually, that fucker came back, dude. I remember uh, he came back and visited one time. Like, dude, I was like, it had been years, right? And I'm still there. So, Coon still running around. And I'm outside like PMO and fuck Chavez just shows up. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how did that even happen? Like, you know, I mean, obviously, I don't know if he still had connections to, uh, he, had a, he, had, he had met a girl, I remember, towards the end of his tour, but I don't know if he came back to see her or if he just felt like being, I have no idea, but um, yeah, it was cool to see him, dude. It was wild. Like, it's because he just randomly showed back up all of a sudden. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Probably saw him walking up, and you were thinking, "What year is it? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, how long yeah. have I been asleep? What's going yeah, on?" Like, you know how you remember Chavez? Like he he kind of used to he you know towards the end there, like he had his hair kind of going a little bit, like you know he had that he's got that whole like fifties kind of vibe going. And yeah, like, still does. Well, I know, but I mean, it was like he he didn't he didn't change much. <laughs> like right. the last time I saw him to when I saw him again, like. You know, obviously he was a little more out of regs or whatever, but he was still healthy. He, he pushed the zero to three oh, to the winner towards the end there. I mean, yeah, but I mean, Chavez, that dude was legit, man. Like he was squared the fuck away. I, I mean, yeah, he pushed him towards the end of his career. I'm sure he pushed some some limits, but you know, him and Loner trained us, me and King. So. Those dudes never dropped a pack, man. I love those guys. They were so awesome. I've seen Chavez a few times. Uh, that was going my out to California for work, so. King, what uh? So, how was your transition out, man? Like, so you, after Paris Island, you moved on, or what? I did. I I got out when I was stationed there, which my daughter had just been born. Um, I guess the year before in September, and then the following years when I got out. Okay. And uh, we moved back here, and it, it was it was kind of a struggle getting out. I mean, because I don't, I still to this day don't run with the people I run with when I was in high school and. Yeah. And whatnot. I'm. I mean, it was. 
just me and her basically i mean my family here but it was it was me her and the kid and it was it was a struggle yeah what what was the plan like i mean were you just like i just don't want to do this anymore i need to move on or did you have an idea what you're going to do or how did that work like well I, back then i thought i wanted to re-enlist yeah. but i started having some health issues about the last year and a half it was my shoulders yeah I've, which they've bothered me since basically right after MCT school. Yeah. I mean, it, and they got to where I couldn't hardly lift any amount of weight. I couldn't sleep at night. And uh, so I decided it'd probably be best to get out while I could. Mm-hmm. You're a big dude, man. Being a, being a bigger dude just by nature, like obviously like the Marine Corps, your, your weight's going to fluctuate and stuff, but you're tall, you're big, like as a, like, it's not, it's not easy on your body you know what i mean and, then, no. and honestly like the guy the bigger guys like um i feel like <clears throat> break down like shoulders all that stupid shit they ask you to do for a bigger guy it's just it's more cumbersome on your body man i mean the, <clears throat> as many big ass jarheads as you see like they're not they're not really the model guy you know what i mean they want these little tiny lean dudes like in some of for some of us it's like almost impossible to achieve mm-hmm. like yeah i mean right. But I mean, there's a reason for it, obviously, because your fucking shoulders blow out, your knees get blown out, like back. Yeah, your back. Like I'm thank I'm thankful as hell. My sh- I didn't have shoulder problems. Like I can tolerate the back and the feet and some of that other stuff. Like that's some of the issues that I have. But yeah, shoulders, man. I don't wish that shit on anybody. Um, I know that's a tough thing to deal with, dude. Like, and I'm still dealing with the my shoulders. I mean, it's it's almost unbearable to try and sleep through the night. I get maybe three to four hours of sleep. Max during the night. That's terrible. Dude, that's so bad. When I finally realized like I had fucking like actual real sleep apnea and shit, or like you just quit breathing. And then like when I finally learned how to breathe while sleeping and I actually slept, it's like a game changer. You know, like so if you can if you can fucking find a way to, you know, get some pain management going, dude, like when you finally get a, a rest you know, I do like a lot of things are gonna change for you. What uh? Would you have a fucking drive by, Tommy? What the fuck was that? <laughs> well, I, one, I'm I'm crushing a can. I'm trying to fix my stand here, and yeah, I'm one of them. One of them cars with the broken mufflers on purpose just drove by. It's <laughs> suburb suburb life, you know. Billy knows what mm-hmm. it's like. <laughs> Do you know what what King? What's actually up with your shoulder? Do you have like torn shit in there, or what? Like, or just what is it? Well, when I was at Paris Island, I went to the doctor, of course, there on base, and if I raise my arm above my head, I lose all the pulse running through my arm, and it's the veins running down through there, they're collapsing the muscles over the top of them. I, I don't know if it's a genetic defect, but they called it like thoracic outlet or yeah. some nonsense I don't know about, but um if I raise my arm up, it goes to sleep almost instantly. My fingers start getting numb, That's and fun. like <laughs> that, that it, it's not fun. Oh, I bet. No, it's gotta be a weird sensation, man. Like, because that's like a pretty normal activity to just kind of throw your arm up every now and again, and then it's just fucking yeah, dude. Man. You know, so I've met a lot of Marines, man. They wind up with weird ass nerve issues and shit, dude. Like that's a normal thing. Like it's strange how like. I don't know. But they're not service related. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, like, yeah, it's not service related. What are you talking about? What, what are you, what are you 
I spent, right. you know, I spent anywhere from four to fucking you know, on this show right here, right now, anywhere from four to 12 years in the Marine Corps. You're going to tell me that this isn't related to that? <laughs> fucking insane. Like, and dude, I remember a guy told me one time when I, when I got to Fort Leonard Wood, and this is when I really started thinking about some of this shit. Like when I stopped thinking like, oh, it's just better be, you know, uh, too tough and not go to medical and all that shit, dude. I stopped worrying about any of that shit. Cause he was like, listen, when you join the Marine Corps or the military, you came in one way. And when you leave, you're going to go out another way. And it ain't the same. You know, I don't give a fuck what you did. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Dude, I don't care where you went. I don't care what you did, like all those fucking night shifts, all the fucking days where you had to just stay awake and go train and, and then try to work again or go to sleep. Like that all, all that shit fucks with you and it changes everything, right? So um, I'm a huge advocate of like, I try to tell everybody that dude, like, and, and take your fucking ass to medical, you know? If you're listening to this, take your fucking ass to medical. Are you right having- now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, after the episode's over, then go to medical. Look at King, are you having problems with that? Like, not like, like they're like, oh, you didn't fucking document it while you were uh, a Lance Corporal or some shit. Well, it's because I would have got fucking pushed away, pushed aside. You know, like, what do you, what do you expect? The last year and a half, or however long I was there at Paris Island, it's all documented. I went to physical therapy two to three times a week, yeah. did traction, did all kinds of stuff, and it's it's well documented in my medical records. What so what what kind of shit are they saying to you now? Are you gonna are you in a battle with the VA right now? I have actually just started my claim uh, in February, and then all this COVID hit. So yeah. I haven't actually got to do any. My first appointment's not until October, Who's end of October. Who do you have representing you? I VFW. I think I went to the VFW. Okay. I'd have I'd have to look, but the see when I got out, I had too much pride to go. Didn't feel that I I rated to to get any benefits from the VA. I didn't didn't have no combat experience and I just I did my time I got out. I'm just a normal person. Right. I didn't feel that I I deserved to be able to go to the VA and ask for help. Well, after a couple of years went by, and so that was in I got out in 07 September. In 09, I was talking to a buddy of mine who was in the army. He's like, you're not, you're not in, enrolled. I'm like, no, no, I didn't. Which he's got three tours in Iraq. I mean, and everything else. And I was explaining to him what was going on with me. He's like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, uh, King, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but yeah, it was stupid. You know, I get it. I totally understand. I mean, and I think we all do. <coughs> but you're right. Like, and he was right. And you know, I hope that if anyone can take that away, I hope, I hope they, you know, anyone listening like understands. Cause now you're dealing with the fallout from that, you know, trying to be. Cause honestly, I'm, I'm in the same boat as King, you know? And that was like, my mindset was the same deal. You know, I chilled in Okinawa for four years. There's people that did a hell of a lot more. Yeah. And I looked at it as, I don't want to be that person distracting, taking away from that person that in my mind, you know, deserved it more than me. Right. And so and that I, was, that I, was, I, I was in that boat until my army buddy, John, who did an episode with us, said the same thing to me. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, the Apache pooper. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's such a hard thing, though. King, I totally get it, man. It's such a hard thing. And like, I would just say, like, yeah, you're right. Like, and I felt that way for a long time, man. And, and a part of me even stayed in, I think, a little longer to see if I could go just to just to try to get there. Um and I would tell you that I, I wound even after I went, I wound up basically in the same boat because now having gone, I still feel like I haven't done enough, you know, uh, like 
when I go to the VA and I see guys in certain situations, I'm like, man, I'm like able-bodied. Like, what? So what if I choke a little bit when I sleep, or you know, my fucking back hurts, or I have some pretty menial, in hindsight, menial problem. You know what I mean? Like, I did an episode with a dude who voluntarily had his leg removed. You know what I'm saying? Like, that guy fucking deserves a whole lot of things. And you know, I get it, man. It's like, uh, it's weird because like, there's this, there's a whole ton of pride that comes with service, and then there's a whole there could be a whole nother can of like guilt and shame and, and for certain aspects of it, you know? So it's, it's a lot of weird emotions, man. I say it's like a whole, it's a whole nother level of, I mean, like in a real way, there's always a one upper in any group of almost you know, society you're in. So it's kind of the same thing where, yeah, you can go to the VA and you'll see a guy that you're like, Oh shit, he deserves it way more than me. But that same dude can see someone else around the corner. Like, Oh, that guy deserves it more than me. And it's a never-ending, you know, game, but... Go ahead, King. What were you going to say there? When I went in 09 to try and sign up for my benefits, I, I walked in, sat down. They gave me this stack of papers. It was like an encyclopedia to start filling out. And and I worked on it for, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes. And I walked up to the desk and I asked. I was like, hey, is there anybody that can help me? Because there's a lot of stuff in here that I don't understand. I don't know what you want. I don't know how to fill it out. They're like, nope. Either you just got to fill it out. So... Basically, I got upset, flustered, slid it back down on the desk and told them they could have it, and I walked out the vehicle and left. Well, then I went back about six months later after getting my ass chewed by my buddy again and, and tried to get. Well, I got to a little bit further back in the process. Then they told me, well, you make too much money, so you don't get no benefits. Get the fuck out of here. I've never heard that ever. Never. I've never heard that either. So I just quit. Which I didn't make that much money, but there's a threshold of like forty six, forty seven thousand dollars that if you don't have combat experience, you didn't get benefits. You couldn't even get an ID card. I still don't have an ID card to this day. Really? Absolutely. You don't have a Veterans Affairs ID card. I, had I do not. Well, a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff is changing now. But I had well, no, I had no idea that a, a deployment can override the. I had no idea that they'll look at how much money you make. Right. The I next, didn't either. What's the next closest VA? I had no idea. Well, <laughs> Go to the other one. <laughs> look, I think that's a that's an issue too, is like not all you'll hear guys talk about the VA and the process. All VAs are not created equally. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> so like in Salt Lake City here, like it's relatively chill. Like they don't have they're not overwhelmed really. So they can process these things. I'm not saying they're perfect, and I'm not saying that it it happens, you know, quickly. I'm sure that anyone can be better, but like, there's a fucking load of veterans in Illinois, dude. Like, there's tons of them, you know. So um, they're gonna be. It's gonna be dip more difficult, or you know, in New York City where Billy is, like, obviously a place like that, the city uh, populated in such a way is gonna produce more veterans, you know. So I, I mean. But yeah, dude, yeah. I, know the, I know the whole problem. And that's why I asked who represents you this time because they help with all that shit, you know, like all the super important to have. Like I've, I've had him on the show and I mention him all the time. Tommy, I think you emailed him. My buddy, my buddy, Matt, man, he works with DAV. Help me uh, out. Did you work with, I mean, he's just such yep. a great guy. So King, like if, if this, you know, if you're with the v, VFW, that's awesome because um, in each state, they're sort of um, kind of a, a whoever, you know, there's one that's usually going to stand out. But if you have any issues, man, let me know. And I got a buddy that we can we can certainly get you taken care of. Awesome. Like that's what he does. Have you, have you ever tried doing it online? 
I did not. I see where I work at now, like almost everybody in my office is a veteran. That's how I got the job was being a veteran. I mean, it's, and they started riding me again last year, the end of the year about not being signed up for anything. Yeah. And so I asked a buddy of mine to go with me down to the VA and help me. Cause I, I get mm, a little distraught at sometimes and get mad very easily yeah. when things aren't going my way. Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> and I mean, it's a, you know, there's a reason why when you go to most VAs, they have armed police, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just seriously, I'm not kidding. Like, there's a veterans, there's veterans affairs police officers mm-hmm. because, like, you know, guys rely on this shit, or it's 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 really hard, or I mean, it's a frustrating process, man. And then, like, some guys fought for years and they finally get their benefits, and then they take them from them, you know, for what for some glitch or some weird thing, like. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a battle, man. It definitely is. Like it's not it's, it's not super easy for everybody, you know. Like I, I so, when I went back in February to sign up, he went with me and and went in with me, and we go down to this office, and this lady sits down, and she's like, "Yeah, I see you were here once before, and you didn't meet the requirements. You make too much money." I'm like, "Well, I make less money now than I did when I took this new job. I took a huge pay cut, so surely I can make the requirements now." So she pulled up my information. She's like, "No, you're six thousand dollars over." Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I've never heard that. I've, 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 there's no way. (laughs) I didn't know that that's even a thing, dude, because like a disability is a disability, dude. Like it it is what, you know what I mean? This is for the insurance, not for the disability. This is for insurance. The only way around it was to get the disability, which I also wanted to sign up for. Okay. All right. That makes a little more sense. I get it. Okay. Right. For the, for the insurance, you have to be a combat veteran. Okay. Or make under a certain amount of money, and I made over that amount of money. Okay, so this wasn't ever in relation to, relationship necessarily to any kind of disability claim. No, I couldn't even get to there because I would get mad every time mm. and leave. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and again, dude. So, so I just want to. I cannot stress this enough, man. If any of my any of the guys are listening. Any any veterans out there that are thinking about this process, man, it's super important. Like, we'll find someone to represent you, whether it's DAV, VFW, every state has a Veterans Affairs. Like, it helps with all of that. It helps you avoid all of that. When you when you go to the when you go to the VA on your own, like they're not structured to support you necessarily in that way. That's why they have all these representatives. You know, it's 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 just way harder. It's just super hard. Well, just well, like what, you were saying, how King was the the guinea pig for the getting married on Okinawa and stuff. Yeah. It's always nice to have someone that's gone through it first or knows the system, whether it's the VA or getting married in a foreign country or any of that shit, man. I mean, yeah. just showing up to a fucking new workplace or whatever. You got that guy that's been there for a minute. Hey, I'll show you the ropes. I mean, it just makes everything easier. Yeah. Right. When I took my buddy with me down there and I got mad, was ready to leave again. After I asked for an ID card, she said I didn't rate an ID card. I got mad, got ready to leave. He grabs him by the belt loop and hold on. He's jerking on my belt loop. Just be still, be quiet. Yeah. And he started asking more questions. And she told us where the VFW office personnel's guy was at. And so I walked over there, walked into his office. He asked me how I was doing. I told him. He said, what are you here for? I told him. He said, sit down. He said, you got your medical records? I said, sure do. Handed them to him. He went looking through them, filled out all the paperwork. Yeah. And literally 15 minutes faxed it emailed it and he said it's basically it's up in air now we're just waiting yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean it was super easy once i got to him but 
figuring out how to get to him and finding out it was a nightmare. So there's something crucial that I hope people are picking up on. You said you'd never deployed, but you went to the VFW, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, and they still represented you because Mm -hmm. you're a veteran. You're still a veteran. Like sometimes it feels like you're not veteran enough. You know what I Like all this, this weird shit that they, these labels they put on you, like, Oh, you served, but you didn't go to combat or you didn't do this. Like, motherfucker, like, am I a veteran or am I not veteran enough? Like, what, what well, in your fucking mind, you know? Like, what are we saying to each other here? Because, like, honestly, I mean, it's great that they represented them, but, like, you could not join the VFW if you wanted. You know, I mean, and like I said, that's great that they right. represent you with this stuff. But, again, because it is, am I not turtly enough for your turtle club? You know, it's... <laughs> And then, it, but then, it, then you're looking at, well, do you have a family member that did it? So, like, you know, it's it's dude, yeah. There's all kinds of these stupid rules, and like, I would tell you, like, when I started um, focusing a little bit more on like how can I help fellow veterans and stuff, like, I I, I try to strip all that shit away because it's like, dude, if you a veterans, a veterans, a veteran. If you break it down, it's one it's one percent of the population, even smaller if you're in the Marine Corps, right? Of how, of people that are willing to go do that for however many years. So it's a select group of people like, fuck off, dude, if you didn't do this or didn't do that or didn't have the chance. Like, not everybody had the fucking chance because to be honest, King, in our day, it was actually the reservists that were deploying more than everyone else. And people don't believe, you know, people sometimes don't understand that. It's like, well, actually, you know, all these actual active duty units and shit, they need their fucking dwell time. Like, these guys just got smoked for like however many years. Like, you know, so it, it, it rolls over, you know. You can't, active duty guys, honestly, like, couldn't deploy at that time. They just couldn't. So it's like, you know, people think it's just super easy. Oh, you were in the Marine Corps? Like, of course you No, dude. Like, it's not as easy as you think. That's the first question everybody asks whenever they find out I was in the Marine Corps. Did you go overseas? Did you go to the sandbox? That's the first question everybody asks. And every time, no, I, I didn't get the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I tell them I did go overseas to Japan, and I was in plenty of the sandbox in Paris Island at boot camp. Really? What more do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like I, you got to think to yourself, like, well, how is your fucking opinion of me going to change if, if I say no? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, because, you know, once you say, like, yeah, I deployed, what's the next question? How many people did you kill? What, yeah. What do you think? We're just running around fucking shooting everything that moves? Like, you know, to watch too many movies. What the fuck? You know, like, turn your fucking television off, dude. Like, well, I'll tell you, anytime I've gotten asked that question, which hasn't been a whole lot, but when I do get asked that question, I always tell them I got time for one more. And just look at him dead in the eyes. And then the conversation is pretty much over. <laughs> yeah, just, it's frustrating. <laughs> and again, like, like, Tom, like Tommy said, like, turtly enough for the turtle club or whatever, there's levels to all this shit. And it, it doesn't stop, you know, like, um, yeah, like, I, I'm thankful that I deployed and, and I wouldn't change anything, you know, but I didn't do nearly what other guys did. I got a, uh, my buddy Robbie, man, that guy's been through the ringer twice, you know. Um, I, I mean, so I, it's just like what I don't know, man. Like I totally get it, but yeah, people don't people don't realize like, um, what a strange sensation it is to be super proud of what you did because not many people do it, but then still have some guilt or some shame that's attached to it because, and it's no fault of our own. Like you just weren't afforded the opportunity. Like you know, it's a hard thing um, for people to talk about, and for you know, and like you said, like when you when people ask you all the time, like they don't really realize like how naive of a question it is, you know. Um, right. Uh, it's it's hard, man. It's weird. Yeah, I know guys that were in fucking twenty years, ten of which we were at war, never even sniffed at appointment. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. You know, it's like, well, well I mean, yeah. I, I mean, well, I mean, I I didn't even, I didn't get deployed either, other than Thailand. It wasn't until I got recalled. You know. Yeah. 
So. That's what I was fixing to ask. You got recalled, Billy. Mark, yeah. did you get – well, you were still on active duty when we got recalled. I just stayed in, man. I just – like I said, I just stayed in long enough where it just – it happened for me, you know. When we got recalled, I got to go to Kansas City, but I got medically disqualified because before – well, I think we got our letters in like January, right around the beginning of January, like three or four days before we got our letters to be recalled. I was in an accident and had a tree dropped on my head and it crushed my nose, both eye sockets, and fractured my skull. So I got medically disqualified. Quietly sneaking that one in there. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even, you didn't mention any of that. I had no idea you got recalled. Like, hey, guys, guys, I'm here. I showed up, but it just crushed my face. Like, you know. Right. Jesus. it It was pretty bad, but I still went out to Kansas. I got to see everybody and hang out. But then they sent me home. <laughs> what the – Billy, didn't Schnellbach, Schnellbach got recalled? Yeah, that's right. We were talking to him because he, he mentioned going to Kansas City and all that. I have zero recollection of going to Kansas for this, just so you guys know. I can't believe like, – Billy has, like, a weird memory thing, but I can't believe, like, that whole – all you fuckers got recalled, man, that whole crew. You know? When was that? When did you guys go to Kansas City? In 2009? Yeah. All right, so yeah. yeah, see, so my my four inactive was already done. So yeah, dude. So can't get this, dude. I'm like, I was done, done. I'm like wrapping my deployment up, right? Like, so I'm in Iraq. Like, I I deployed to like around the same time all these fuckers got recalled. So I'm like, I'm, my deployment's like basically over. I'm just waiting to come home. I'm on Al Assad, and fucking Maine shows up at a bus stop. <laughs> I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Like, I knew he had. And Arkansas. you ain't gonna miss his ass. Oh yeah, yo. it's impossible. You're gonna see him from a mile away. <laughs> Yep. And see the thing with the thing with Maine is like he, when he left Oki, he went to Miramar, so he had actually deployed, you know, with whatever unit, and then got out, and then got recalled and deployed again, you know. So I mean, yeah, it was wild, man. Like, but that whole your whole crew, all those guys got recalled, huh? I think everybody that like was MP school the same time as me, Billy, and a couple classes behind us. I think we all got recalled at one time because there was like two hundred, maybe two hundred fifty people that showed up. Well, came- a couple ahead of us too, because I went. With Dougie, so and he he was in Okinawa well before I was. King showed up with a crushed face. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh, dude, but that's fucking crazy. Like, how'd you even get there? Like, I mean, I, well, we didn't go until March, so I was healed up pretty good. I mean, yeah, it was. Still, I would imagine that was still a sensitive injury, though. What the, I didn't go get the uh, reconstructive surgery like they suggested, but what what happened? How the fuck did you drop a tree on your face? Like, what what were you doing? Well, my grandpa's been in the logging business for 20 years, and I was helping him on uh, New Year's Day because I was off of work and he needed some help. Mm. So I volunteered to go help him, and he cut a tree, and it caught me from behind. I wasn't looking at it when it fell, and it hit me in the back of the head and smashed mm. That sucks. Yeah, but he, you won, though. Yeah, well, you're still standing. I mean, you're still here. Right. <laughs> dude, trees, dude, like – Trees and chainsaws, quite frankly, scare the fucking shit out of me, dude. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's not something I grew up around or grew up doing or any of that stuff. Like, that shit is dangerous, man. Like, for real. For real. Like, if you just turn on fucking YouTube and think you're all of a sudden going to go felling some trees, like, you're an idiot. Well, I mean, it is. It is. Oh, jeez. You don't even. It doesn't even look like you. Yeah, I, that does, it's not even. That doesn't even resonate. I mean, I guess it is so intriguing and dangerous enough that they got that show. Uh, what is it on History Channel or whatever? So, so it, hit you, it hit you in the back of the head, but it it fractured all your shit up front. 
Well, it slammed the front of my head into the ground. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so you won both battles then, the ground and the tree. So the tree and gravity kicked your ass. <laughs> Dude, you're lucky that didn't kill you, bro. Yeah, really? Holy shit. It, I was just far enough away that it was the top of the tree that got me instead of the bottom. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Fucking. Any weird, re- weird how the shit like that works, man. Yeah, man. Any re- you, don't, you don't remember it happening at all, right? I don't remember an hour before it happened. It erased like that whole morning of what we were doing. I don't even remember being out there, and it was it was pretty busy. Yeah, I had a pretty bad fall in 2011, I think it was, and now my memory is like a fucking jigsaw puzzle with like 50 pieces missing. This is the nutcase, though. He'll come up with some random shit like, "Hey, at 11:02 uh, October 6, 2006, King uh, came home with Burger King." What? And I thought it was double funny because his last name's King. And onion rings. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, yeah, but it was funny because his last name was King, right? <laughs> we'll, bring, we'll bring up some like momentous occasion and be like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. yeah, and then Schnellbox asking me about Kansas. I'm like, I, I don't remember seeing you there. <laughs> I don't remember it at all, actually. You didn't even say like you guys went out or something, like out off town, and you had no recollection of it. No idea. Dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> any residual shit, King, though? Like, are you healed from that? Or, like, I mean, do you have any? Oh, yeah. I mean, I still will get a splinter or something to come out every once in a while, but that's what? about it. <laughs> you have this tree in your head? You just have tree in your head? That, like, tree shrapnel? Yeah, like shrapnel. It. And it, you know, yeah. your body just pushes it out sometimes? Yeah, every once in a while, I'll feel a sore start forming on the back of my head because I had. 20, 28 staples across the back of my head. Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, I'll feel like a, a knot start to form and a splinter come out. That's fucking <laughs> creepy, dude. That's like, but I mean, like, that, you know, there's dudes with like shrapnel where your body, your body eventually pushes this shit out. Like, mm-hmm. going to fight it for as long as it can, you know? That's weird, man. Wow. Fuck, dude. God. That's, <laughs> I, I mean, it's weird to hear like they didn't clean it out, like whatever the wound was, you know, or I'm sure they did the best they could, but. I mean, okay, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but was it done at the VA? Well, I, I, you know it wasn't done at the VA. You know that. <laughs> God, man, when you hear about, like, it's so weird, like, when you connect with your boys and, and, like, you just hear about some of the fucking crazy shit they've been through. Like, Billy c- cracked his grape and King had his fucking tree dropped on his face. And, like, I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it was actually the opposite for me, Sparrow. I went to a civilian hospital and they let me go drunk and with my brain bleeding. And they kept trying to call me back. And that's when my mom was like, nope, you're going to the VA. And then they took care of me. So good to go. That's, that's city life, man. Suburbs is different. God damn it. Different in the suburbs. <laughs> man. Life's a lot tougher. Oh, yeah. Billy, do you still sing in your sleep? Do I? <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, there's a, there's a new tidbit of information we haven't had before. I love, Seriously, <laughs> we had Johnston on. We had Johnston on the other day, and like, it's weird when you get to talk about some of your roommate shit. You know? like, yeah. Then you find out about details, like, you know, Johnston used to like scoop peanut butter with bread and then like hammer a beer and go to the gym. I mean, that's a little awkward. Like, apparently, Billy sings in his sleep and fucking, you know, I don't know. Man. Well, I'm sure you guys remember what kind of music Billy listened to back then. Still do. Exactly. Still do. <laughs> That's what was thinking in his sleep. 
And you thought it was the devil. Yeah. Billy, Billy's just drumming some fucking slipknot and singing it. <laughs> How fucking creepy is that? Oh, man. Love it. <laughs> King's like, my fucking roommate's possessed right now. <laughs> That's what Maria said the first time she stayed the night in the Bears. <laughs> Shit, she's, she's, she witnessed this too. <laughs> but, so, was this an alcohol induced thing or was this all the time? Or didn't it matter? I don't matter. I mean, he would just start singing. I mean, and it was like not in his voice. It was like a he was possessed. It was pretty uh it was pretty uh pretty messed up. This is the greatest thing ever. This is hilarious. This is you gold. You should have set a tape recorder up <laughs> Seriously. in the room when we were there, dude. Billy, I cannot wait until the rest of the fam hears this because you're you're so gonna get fucked with. <laughs> like like you don't get fucked with enough. No. I don't I don't I haven't heard any other, you know, stories about this, you know, and I've been sleeping next to someone in the same room as someone for the last seven years, so I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's wow. scared to bring it up. Yeah, maybe Ken just doesn't bring it up. I mean, when you're singing the fucking, you know, Slipknot tunes, <laughs> obviously there's some issues there. Oh, that's fucking great. That's the news to me. I love that. Breaking news. All right. <laughs> All right, King. What, so what are you doing now, man? Like, uh, obviously, I know you're in the in the battle with the VA, man, and I'm I'm here to support you, dude. However, I can. I got I got friends that are in the business, dude. So let me know. But what's life like now, man? Like a couple, like however many years removed, like. Oh, everything seems to be going fairly well. I'm. I mean, other than waiting on the VA, which I understand takes time, and it's the claims backdated and all that. So I've. I'm not a whole lot concerned with it, but I would, you know, like to get through the process and, and maybe be able to get some relief on my shoulders to move yeah, forward. I mean, it'll happen for you, man. Unfortunately, it just takes time. And I know the VA's uh, COVID shit has hurt big time. It's definitely impacted the VA in ways I don't even know how, you know. The good thing is, man, here's what I can tell you um, personally. So, like, my claim went well. Uh, I waited a whole year after the fact too, even even with a deployment. I just didn't know where I was at with it. I didn't know, you know, what to do, um, and I was skittish about it. Um, but you know, I can say that the, the VA has done a lot of good for me. And over these last couple of years, I've found out about the um, like Veterans Choice and stuff. So like, people are getting seen for things um, by people they wouldn't have had access to in the past. They're getting seen faster, um, and I think that's super important, man. Like, you know, you're not gonna, you're not necessarily gonna go see like. Uh, some some doctor at the VA who's like trying to retire tomorrow. You know, you're, you you'll have a chance to like go see someone who who might have their own practice. I mean, and let's be honest, like um, there's quality you know medical care out there, and it doesn't always reside within the walls of the VA. So hopefully, you know, for your sake, man, once this COVID stuff backs down, you'll be able to do that. Absolutely. What uh, what do you do? You said you work for the state. I do. When I got out, I went to work in the oil field, uh, working behind the workover rig, and slowly transitioned up. And uh, what was it? 2017. I took a job for the state as a state inspector, inspecting oil and gas wells. Sweet. That's good work. Uh, I mean, you're probably busy as shit, right? I didn't know there was like, there's oil in Illinois. A bunch. Really? That's interesting. I didn't know that. Especially in the southern region of the state. I mean, it, as well. it ain't all Chicago, Coon. I get it, but I, I, I get that. But I've never heard. Of, I've never associated. I just—it's not a state you would associate with a lot of oil, man. 
Uh, it's just me. I don't Bra- know. Maybe it's just Bra- fracking brings a lot to a lot of states. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. I mean, are you guys fracking like crazy over there in Illinois or what? It's not the uh, the big fracking like they have in Texas or out in Kansas or you know out out west. It's it's smaller smaller scale, but we still have you know a lot of producers and a lot of different wells here in the state of Illinois. That's cool. <laughs> I got a G six flying overhead. Sorry. No. I was gonna say, I hope it's a plane and not something else. <laughs> Give that a second. That sounds like round. Hot, hot out of right pad, baby. Probably, probably got some UFOs on there or something. Shit, did I forget? I always forget you're that close to right pad, man. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm 20 minutes, but. King, what'd you do with your Jai Bill, bro? Do you hold on to it? Do you keep it? You're gonna give it to your daughter? Like, what? What have you done with it? Your Jai Bill. Um, I have not done anything with it. Really, to be honest, I didn't know it was an option. It's still there. Okay, so look, look into that too. So in our gener- so in our generation, uh, you were Montgomery GI Bill. All you got to do is go online, switch it over to nine eleven, and if you don't, if you don't have any intention of going to college, you need to transfer that over to your daughter right now. Here and here's why I say that, dude. Like, and 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 this maybe call me crass or morbid. Like, if you died in ten minutes, that's wasted. No one gets to use it. If you transfer it, just one month, just one month. She'll have it for the rest of her life. That's all. That's all. The only point I try to make to people. I'm gonna need some help with that. Okay, so I'll I'll send you a link, dude, because it's something you got to do. Um, and the, and the the other thing is, there's kind of a time limit on that, and you're you're probably getting fairly close. Like, when did you get out? Oh seven. Okay. No, you're you're inactive. When did that end? Of uh, in four years from oh seven. Right, so 2011. Right. And right, so you we need to do that. We need to we need to check on that. We need to do it now. You don't want to lose. I thought it. I thought they changed that though. Where they may have it. Used there used to be a 10, 10, 10 year time limit on it, but they may. Have I changed. think it's unlimited now. Okay, uh, or we, not unlimited, but infinite or whatever. We need it. That's that's all same thing. Really. It's the same thing. But it's also a massive benefit. You know what I mean? Whether even even you even split it. Like let's say your wife wanted to go back to school just because. Like I'm just saying, um, you could give her half, give half to your daughter. You know, either way. Or in your case, you you have just. Oh, your daughter, right? Just one? Just, just the one. And that's a whole education right there that you, you bought into. You know, I think you would have bought into. I think most of us did. We were basically told to. Um, I don't think we had a choice. It was signed here. You were voluntold. You always had a choice in the Marine Corps. So we, we definitely, don't give me, yeah, we had a choice. Don't get it twisted. Um, and, but, you know, that's one of the things that I'm glad I wasn't actually offered to decline because that's like what that's a hundred dollars like in those days like that's a hundred dollars a month you're like fuck dude i could that was that was, that was like half, like more than half your paycheck yeah. <laughs> I mean, like turning your back on that would have been would have been catastrophic you know especially yeah. when you're that young you know i mean in the marine corps you don't even have time to spend that hundred bucks you ain't missing that you know so fuck it like but it's such a it's become no, and you couldn't use your fort sill debit card anywhere anyway Oh, that thing! Did you guys have Fort Sill? I had Fort Sill. Was that around for you guys? Yes. And then they you fucking <laughs> you wind up overdrafted and all that stupid shit, dude. They had all these weird little glitches and and then like the, on Par- I don't know if they did this at the depot, but on Paris Island, they're like, "Hey, I can't advocate for any bank, but uh, you might want to you might want to go down to this one over here and see what they say." <laughs> and like for whatever reason that i didn't get it like that didn't resonate with me i'm like hey is this guy actually trying to help me because he's been <laughs> for three months like 
You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to kill him the second I graduate. Yeah, but Tommy, like, fuck, man, you, dude, your dad should have had you primed and ready to go, right? I'm sure you had the inside scoop on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was like, dude, I didn't even have a bank account, let alone know what was a good one. When I got- well, no, like I said, I mean, and I, like, again, I mean, I, I kind of had to get that Fort Sill, you know, debit card. Well, they but once I got out. Yeah, they make you. Whether you wanted to or not, they make you. Because I, I already had a Navy Fed account of course. from when I was a kid. Of course you did. So it was just a matter of, of course I did. Well, that was the thing. I remember being like, I think it was when I got out. So I was like 26, and I remember getting a letter from Navy Fed. It's like, thank you for being a member for 25 years. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but so, yeah, it was, it was an easy transition for me to just jump over to Navy Fed. King, what did they give you guys on the? They gave you like Pacific Marine or some shit on the West Coast, didn't they? I believe that is correct. Yeah, and then I, most most of us switched as soon as we got to Oki. We you'd find yourself. I don't think Pacific Marine was as bad as Fort Sill though. That Fort Sill shit was terrible. And then well, when we got to Oki, our cards wouldn't work. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, they they yeah that's. Fuck. <laughs> we laugh about it now. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Remember that. I remember a lot of guys would have money problems. I, I, I get it. I totally remember that now. Wow. How fucking crazy is that? Hey, Marine, you're going to get this bank. You don't have a choice. And then I'm going to deploy you to Oakland. And by the, and by the way, it's not so, going to work where you're going. Yeah, and you're not going to be able to spend any of the money that we were telling you you're earning. Go fuck yourself. Like, oh, cool. And there's a lot of cool things you can spend your money on, but you don't get to. Yeah. Fuck. I remember that, dude. I remember a lot of guys. I mean, it was like. People would be like, uh, I think I got paid. I'm not sure if I got paid, but I can't touch any of it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Kids going hungry and shit. Cause like, you don't, it's not like you, you don't go to the chow hall, you know, like you're, you're scrambling and try to eat. Go to Navy Fed, open account and then borrow money. <laughs> <laughs> and like, dude, in those days, man, it wasn't an easy switch. Like it didn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Like you had to do some shit and it might, it, it maybe worked. You had to hope like the, the, Admin kid and iPack or some shit got it right, you know. Like, that was fucking weird, man. By, by the time I left, dude, you could jump on Marine Marine Online and fucking do damn near anything, like uh, any of that shit. You could uh, fix all that stuff. It was weird, like how dialed in, you know. M- half the time we couldn't even log on to fucking MOL back in the day, dude. Like you couldn't even get on there. <laughs> I say that like, the MOL was like just starting as I yeah. fucking shit didn't it didn't even barely work back then. No. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, dude, I, I'm watching some of the stuff. Now they're getting rid of pros and cons. They don't take pictures of people no more. They don't do any of that shit. All these little things that used to all, the, all these little things that make sense of not doing. Yeah, but I mean, and also a million years later, like would fuck dudes over, like all these little stupid glitches and stuff. Like that's all gone now. Mm. Yeah, like, motherfucker, if they would have got rid of that shit, dude, I'd have been star major in Marine Corps, son. <laughs> so wait, how do they? How do they know who's a shitbag or not? Then I don't know. Dude, they, I mean, they just fucking. It's a new system. You can't judge a book by its cover. But they're, also, they're also, you know, whatever they're getting rid of, they're replacing with a new system. I haven't, I haven't seen all the details on it, but mm-hmm. a lot of the systems that you like, dude, I, I remember I missed, uh, when I got, I missed Sergeant by a fucking point once. Two points I missed. It. And I, I'm lucky that I got it the next month because it closed out for like a year after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember guys like would go to the rifle range and like, and it just didn't hit in time. Like the iPad kid didn't run it in time, so you missed picking up corporal by like a month. You know, it's like what the fuck, man. All no, I mean, it's just like the the PFT and the the CFT. The CFT makes a hell of a lot more, you know, real world practical sense than mm-hmm. oh yeah, the old school PFT. Hey, you guys know me. I was not I was not a runner. 
I fucking hated running anything. Anything to do with running, I just made me want to cry. I hated it. I almost died on a bicycle today. I'm with you. I would have ran fucking <laughs> a PFT every day for the rest of my Marine Corps career than have to do a PFT. I hate right. PFTs that much. Well, they still do both, don't they? They have to do both. Uh, I think they might, yeah. I think you do one annual, and then you know it's like one each six months. Hmm. A lot of things have changed with the PT standards, though, since I got out even. They were starting to change as I left, and then they, they changed, and then they changed again. So I mean, the Marine Corps is making a lot of overhaul changes. It's one of those like weird periods. But the CFT, when we started running them, it made absolute sense to me. But the PFT, they're getting rid of. Uh, uh, they're going to integrate the sexes at boot camp, right? They're saying they will. Yeah. Um, I mean, you West Coaster didn't have to deal with that, but the the East Coast guy. I mean, you just wound up seeing them every now and again. It wasn't like a. Um, you know, there were certain phases, you know, where you would like be side by side or whatever, and it sucked because female drill instructors were the worst, dude. So and some of them were the best. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> so mean though. They were so mean. oh, so mean. I got yelled at numerous times for making googly eyes. Oh, just <laughs> <laughs> the lady drill instructors take you apart way faster than any of the males could. Yeah, absolutely. Way faster because they, they knew how to hit you, you know, they, just like as if they were almost like a girlfriend. Well, it was too easy for them. They knew you were going to call them sir, and that's it. Right. That, yeah, that, that, was, that was always what started it, and then it was yep. just downhill from there. That's what brought the attention, and then when the attention came, you just got hammered. I told you that one time, man. It was like day two. We were at medical or whatever. Oh, you want to fuck me, recruit? And I'm like, I don't know what the correct answer is, but <laughs> yes, but no. I, I, uh, sir, I mean, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good times. Oh, man. At that point, you should have just been like, "Yes," just to see what would happen. I, I just, I just <laughs> dropped into the fetal position and <laughs> <laughs> waited for my peanut butter shot. <laughs> yeah, King, I'll send you the link though. Back to the GI Bill thing, man. That's a huge benefit. You don't want to go to waste. Um, Appreciate it. Uh, I already, I already sent it. Oh, did you? Sneaky. Oh, oh, Billy. Well, good. Man. As long as he's getting. I was actually going to say. I was going to mention that the the forever GI Bill change that that eliminated that time frame yeah. uh, is only for people that got out after like 2013. But it's a 15 year time frame, so you still have time. Good, you're good. So we need to make sure you do it because once once you transfer it over to her, it, it, she'll be good for forever. So um, mm -hmm. a massive benefit, man. She'll, you know, she'll her to uh, like you find a yellow ribbon school. Um, she can get into a program. The GI Bill will cover almost all of it, and she'll get paid while she's in there. It's like she's basically, you know, your daughter will get paid to go to school, bro. I mean, that's a that's a situation that any kid would be dying for right now. You know? Yeah, it was like, it's, what is it, sergeant's pay with dependents overseas? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a lot, man. It's it's a bunch. Yeah. She's a full-time student, bro, so um, that's a huge benefit for her to take advantage of, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, ah, dude, I'm glad, I'm glad we're doing this, dude, because, like, you know, it's it's a hard, uh, again, it's like there's a lot of benefits out there that people don't even know about. And then it is kind of like a weird or hard thing. Like there's some stigmas on some of the shit, you know, and um, really there just shouldn't be. Right. Yeah, man. King, what else you got, man? Got any, what else do you want to talk? How far are you from Golden, Colorado, Mark? Not far-ish, I don't think. Google. Closer than the rest of us. So I'm, I'm also <laughs> true. <laughs> I've been from Denver, I think, so I can't be very far. Well, it's more west of that, isn't it? I'm not sure where it is, but I know that I'm coming there at some point with my job for uh, to go to 
some schooling out there. What was the town? Going to be spending time. Golden. Golden. The home of Coors. You non-beer drinking motherfucker. <laughs> oh, so that's right outside Denver. So that's a, it's about eight hours. I see. That's not. I mean, I don't. Uh, that's nothing for me, though. Yeah. Right. For those not watching on the VIP cam, everyone was looking at their phone to find the distance. <laughs> VIP cam. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be going to training in Colorado, then out to Penn State, and then to San Antonio. Cool. There you go. Cities I'm going to for training at some point when this whole COVID yeah. is over with. Let me know, dude. We can maybe we can even meet somewhere in the middle or something, dude. I'm always, dude. The fam's always down for road trips, man. We can, we always find cool shit to do. So, um, right. we'll figure something out, dude. I'd definitely be down for that. You just have to let me know whenever whenever you go. I'm trying to find people that I know around those cities so I can go visit people from my past. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yep, that's what I do when I go for work. Yeah, Billy, you've you've I think done a far better job at that than than a lot of people, to be honest. Like, I've seen, uh, yeah, I've seen Sparrow, I've seen Johnston twice. Nobody, I've nobody seen Chavez like two or three I times. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, Tommy, you're right. That's uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna catch a homie like on another continent. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I got this buddy that's out like, in Senegal. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> King, how far are you from Chicago? Five and a half hours. Oh, oh shit! Really, dude? I, I I always forget to appreciate like how big of a state Illinois actually. See, and that's the thing. Like, I'm like five and a half hours from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, honestly, I used to when I when I was in Missouri when I was stationed in Missouri, we would drive out of uh, we would drive to and from New York or whatever. So like, you can get across to Illinois fairly quickly. It's long. It's it's like north to south. Illinois is a big fucking state, man. Like, you, yeah. I forget to appreciate like how much landmass is actually there like yeah you yeah. probably went across on 70 yep. when you come through illinois windy is i'm fuck. south of 70 about an hour and a half oh wow yeah windy as fuck coming across there like <laughs> i almost always for whatever reason it just all the times almost always worked out to be in the winter and it's just like it's just blowing through there man big time but yeah, so you haven't had any issues like in the current kind of climate with uh or maybe you have, but like with all the shit that's going on, it's like anything been firing up around where you're at or no? Relatively, the numbers are kind of low down here in the southern part of the area, especially where I'm at. It's pretty isolated. Yeah. Like we can't even get Wi-Fi out here where I'm at. Jeez. I mean, like, you know, home Internet service, it's just obsolete out here. It's, we're too far out in the sticks. So what is it that you do for fun? That, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You're a hunter, aren't you, King? <laughs> I do. I do a lot of different hunting. Like what? Like what? Like what? What are you? Well, I deer hunt. And that's one I've recently, in the last six or seven years, started deer hunting. But um, I grew up coon hunting. Dogs. Easy. Yeah. Hey, we we love trash pandas on this show. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what? Well, you're one of your. What is it? Your Facebook picture? I mean, you you dropped a big ass buck at some point, didn't you? Yeah, I killed a pretty decent one last year. Is that the picture that's on your? What is it? Your Facebook? It is. Yeah. Facebook. What is that? What kind of deer is that? It's, that ain't a white. A white tail. It is yeah. a white tail. Yep. That's a big ass white tail like that. I they're thought, they're a little bigger in the Midwest. Yeah, I thought it was a mule deer or something like that. <laughs> we get these out here in Utah. We have these big ass mule deer, but like in the east, uh, in like upstate New York, our white tails like they get decent 
healthy racks, but that one you got a picture. That fucker's thick, man. That that thing's like pretty girthy. Like our whitetail in you know New York um, aren't that healthy. It's They're city city whitetails. Breaking news: We do have deer on Long Island. So shut the fuck oh, up, Sparrow. Fuck off, nope. nope. You all, well, yeah, they got what? Is, what do they have in Chicago? Elk or whatever, or whatever that fucking God, shit dude, is. Yes, dude. Yeah. So that 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 no, it's not gonna fly there. No, bud. I forget. We were somewhere near O'Hare Airport, Chicago O'Hare Airport. It's the place, the town. I think we were in was an hour, but it's really close to Chicago. And we were just driving around. I was on a mission, an HMX mission, and I'm look uh, look over to my right, and there's just a fucking herd of elk in the middle of Chicago. I'm like, how does that even make sense? It's just, a, <laughs> just a fucking, you know, some acreage in there, and they threw some elk on it. I don't know why, but it's there. I'm like, what the fuck even is that? Like, everyone's like, man, that's some weird-ass-looking deer. I'm like, dude, those ain't <laughs> Like, that ain't deer, man. Like, I don't know what that is. That for, you know, because I had, at that point, I hadn't really been around elk, at least not in person, right? Like, maybe saw a picture, but I'm like, that ain't no fucking deer dude like <laughs> santa's fucking super slayer some shit like dude, yeah we, we looked it up dude and there's just like this random elk preserve in the middle of chicago it's not a star that's a space station random so random am i the only one here that's not been to chicago you've never <laughs> as, as you live in <laughs> illinois that's yeah i've just passed through i've never like done significant time in chicago but and it was always work related. I, well, I've been there, yeah, the airport quite a few times. I spent the night there once, but it was all work related. I didn't go around and do shit. So for me, yeah. getting back to Buffalo, like when I, especially when I was overseas, was O'Hare was always one of my connectors. And then I just did, I did one, when I was at HMX1, I did one trip there. So I spent a couple nights. But um, Chicago's not a place that I, I care to spend any amount of time, to be honest. It's just, I'm, yeah. it could be such an incredible city. It's just not, you know, it's, it's, there's just so much bad shit that goes on there. I think it's fucking hilarious, though, that you're from Illinois and you've never, you've never bothered. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just... That, that, that honestly, that speaks volumes about Chicago. It's yeah, like, but, damn, I mean, what, I what's the point? The larger and it's also a five and a half hour drive. Why he'll go, he'll end up, he'll end up going when I go to see Wrigley Field. But the lar- the bigger picture, the bigger picture, I think, is like, that's kind of the story for a lot of places in this country right now. It's like... I don't even bother, you know, it's like, I'm not even going to bother to go to this city because like, that's not what represents the rest of the state, you know? Yeah. Right. Dude, I, I met a lot of people from Illinois that aren't down with like what goes on in Chicago. You know, they're, they're like, that's a, that's the, yeah, that's the truth in a lot of cities. I'm not, trying to say, I'm not trying to say the people that I've met from Illinois are like red or blue or anything, but they all despise the shit that happens in Chicago. Cause it's just bad. You know, it's just like, there's just death there. Like, Thing that should be fucking happening. It's like, dude, like uh, if you ask guys like me and Billy, like everyone assumes. Well, Billy is from the city, but when I tell people, <laughs> people are like, "Oh, you're you're you must be from New York City." I'm like, actually, no, I'm from like a fucking pretty small suburb, a real suburb of a smaller city, Buffalo. And then there's a whole huge area of New York. Most New Yorkers, like me and Billy, never even go see. Well, I did the same thing when I met you. Yeah, you said you're from New York. I'm like, uh, I automatically assume. Like, no, oh, are you what, like what in the city here? From? Hey, yeah. hey. What county? What you borough? Local name Sal too. Me too. Idiot. King, that was my New Yorker accent. <laughs> like it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. This is like an inside joke, and maybe we can get your your take on it. Billy once tried to tell us that he's from a suburb like any other suburb in the country. He's from Long Island, where seven million people live. <laughs> 
what do you what, what say you? What do you think? Is that a suburb? We might be in the suburb of New York, but it is not like a suburb anywhere else in America. <laughs> I've never been to a suburb period, so I really <laughs> no no thoughts on it. <laughs> We've just taken to giving Billy shit about it as best we like all the time. We we cut him zero slack. Zero. <laughs> I, I can see that. His new nickname is Big A. Big Apple. Yeah. <laughs> or Sour Apple. But I was but I made the point the other day. I, I was just scrolling across uh, some names on Facebook. Coincidentally, like this is uh this is a mutual friend of ours, our, our buddy Diaz, who passed away in Afghanistan. But I'm like, Billy, if you have a fucking friend named Saul on Sal. Your, Sal or Saul on your Facebook, you're you're from the fucking city. Turns out, it was, turns out it was Diaz's dad, who's probably I don't even know if he, the dude's ever been to New York, but yeah, dude, you know what I mean. Like, uh, dude, if you got boys named Saul, you're fu- you're from city. Like, I, I don't care. You could be from Chicago too. I don't have a friend that that runs by that name. Just saying, never, never even met a guy. Never even met a guy that runs by that name. Never. Well, and that's why I brought up Bubba because I have an uncle named Bubba. Well, you you do know a very famous Sal. I'll tell you that much. Who, Who does me? All of everyone, Lucky Luciano. No. <laughs> See, that's city talk. There's, there's <laughs> that's no way you've talk. never heard of that guy. Yes, I have, and it's city I talk. Context, please, because I don't know what. The, what do you mean? Al Capone, Luciano, yeah. all yeah. those and guys, all mafia guys <laughs> that ran in the city. <laughs> You're not, you're I did see a, I did see a uh, meme the other day that said there was there was like less people killed in Chicago during Capone's time than there have been like this year. Oh boy, it, it's been something and, like that. Yeah, and everyone had a Tommy gun back then. And they had the Valentine's Day massacre. Don't forget, like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which Al Capone may or may not have been involved in. <laughs> King, I, lo- I love that dude. You're like, I, I'm. I've never even been to Chicago. I've never even been there. Like never been to a suburb. <laughs> That's like two steps below city, and he's never been to the middle one. <laughs> we were kind of talking about it when we first started. Like you're definitely, you sound like you've picked up a little more country-ish accent than you used to have. Than I remember you having. Like I would, if I talked to, like talking to you now, I would almost give you Texas before I'd give you Illinois. Just to be honest, like you know, I don't know. But and then. And that's the thing, though. I mean, that's that's Southern Illinois. That's yeah, that's cool. Just like the more north you go in Florida, the further oh. south you get. Oh yeah, they're country shit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, and so again, because <laughs> but that's the thing. You hear you hear New York, you automatically think New York City. You hear Illinois, all you think of is Chicago. Yeah. But there's this whole other fucking world out there. Right. What's it, so like you're like legit countryish in the in Illinois there? Like I mean like. What, Absolutely. You got like homesteaders out there and shit or what? I'm out there with the homesteaders. <laughs> you got like covered wagons and shit or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm saying like you got like self On occasion they will ride their, their wagons around, you know. What about just you got, on the rare occasion though? You got some Amish out there? There's actually a large Amish community within seven or eight miles. So I so there's an area in New York I grew up with. If you got Amish around, you're living in the country, bro. Yeah, like for sure. Like the grocery, the grocery store I used to go to as a kid had horse stalls for the Amish. That's that's why you don't have Wi-Fi because the Amish are around. <laughs> why, so what? What brought you out? Is that where you're actually from, or is that just where you you just wanted to live off the beaten trail, or what, bro? Like, I mean, I live on a main road halfway. I mean, it's it's blacktopped anyway. But yeah, I wanted to come back to uh, to what I knew anyway. 
I love that, dude. He's talking about blacktop roads. If you have to qualify that your road's blacktop, you are in the country. <laughs> oh, just like any other suburb, huh, Billy? <laughs> Billy's clocked out, man. He doesn't even want to hear it. <laughs> I love that shit. No, what I meant by homesteaders, though, is like people like, dude, there's a, a little tiny, I don't want to say tiny, but there's a movement in this country where people are trying to get more self-sufficient. And it sounds like you're in an area where people do that, you know, like, my, I got some chickens and shit in my backyard, but like, I, I can't have like livestock. Like I had a buddy um, I served with at the schoolhouse. Like he moved to Kentucky, got acreage. Dude's got chickens, pigs. Like he, you know, he's turning his own meat over. Like, you know, he has a full-time job, but he does, he, he basically has a little self-sufficient little farm and shit, man. I love that dude. I love it. I've got enough acreage to have a farm, but I mean, right now all we have is a couple donkeys. You have donkeys? <laughs> what the fuck? That's so awesome. I love that. That's not suburb or city. Confirmed. <laughs> you have donkeys, dude. That's so great. How did Maria adjust to that? She spent a long time in Japan, didn't, he? didn't she, your wife? She was there for 15 years. Yeah. And like, it was, So she was like seven when she moved to Okinawa. And like, didn't her, her, her parents were there, right? Or her dad, didn't they live there? Like her dad was still there and he had remarried, but her mom lived in Florida. She has a sister that still lives in Florida. But I mean, she spent, spent a lot of time in Oki, like, and that's a uh, city every, every, every which way. How did she adjust to that? It was really hard for her when we moved back, even when we were in South Carolina, but we lived right there on the base. And I mean, Beaufort's a pretty big city. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not tiny. Yeah, it's not New York, but it's not tiny. <laughs> He's already jumping on. I love it. <laughs> Nothing is New York. Okay. <laughs> exactly. It's not like any other suburb in the in the country. I'm saying. Yeah, dude, I, I love that man. There's just a peacefulness about it. You know, I think um, I miss some of that sometimes, man. Like, uh, you know, when you when you start to grow up and move on or whatever, like, um, you're like, oh man, I you know, I. I want to like go see the world. And then there's a part of you that's just like, fuck this dude. I just want to go crawl in the woods somewhere and just be quiet. And, you know, I miss that, man. I definitely miss that. Like the couple months or whatever that I spent on a farm, um, I didn't appreciate it at the time. Um, now I'd give anything to go back and relive some of that uh, under different circumstances, but um, to have access to some of that would be fun. Now, you know, I just look at it differently. That's cool. man. Yeah, like I said, that was my summers. Every, every summer was, Plopped outside of San Antonio on a hundred acre ranch, just fucking not a care in the world, just chilling with the grandparents, you know. And but yeah, to have to, you know, and we were still within like an hour or two of San Antonio. So if you wanted that big city experience, it wasn't too far away. But when you're on the ranch, man, you're on the ranch, and the rest of the world just melts away. Big city, huh? Shit, you ever been to San Antonio, <laughs> motherfucker? I have not. I want to go. All right. Well, you're missing out, sir. The river walk is. I've heard. I want to. I want to. I want to check it out. King, you said where did you say in Texas? Galveston in Texas. In Texas. Galveston. I was born in Galveston. My my father lived in Houston. Okay. I've still got family up in East Texas, up around Longview. Galveston's like an island, though, isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that like a little island or ish? Uh, it's Galveston Island. <laughs> so it's an actual island, right off Texas. Not exactly. It's like South Padre Island being an island. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I, I. So I. I. I always. I just always thought it was strange that Galveston gets like destroyed by Earth or fucking. Well, because it's a, it's a port right on the Gulf. Oh, okay. It's just it's just shitty location on their part. <laughs> it's, 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 
Lewis. How dare they build a city right here in the path of all these hurricanes? <laughs> but it's beautiful down there, though, isn't it? I've heard. I've never heard. I've no. <laughs> <laughs> well, explain, please, because I'm just curious. Like, the the water there is is not not very beautiful. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, we've had the pleasure of going to Okinawa and seeing yeah. what the water looks like there. Yeah. How, how water's supposed to look like. <laughs> You're right, though, bro. That is kind of a game changer, man. If you go to the beach in Oki, like, it's lukewarm ocean water. Like, that is a fucking game changer. Like, Right, but then but then you can't go anywhere else. Everywhere else is going to suck compared to that. Yeah. But it's not it's not horrible. It's not Lake Erie horrible. Yeah. Lake Erie. yeah I'll, t- I'll take the Gulf of Mexico over the Great Lakes, except for Lake Michigan. That's pretty nice. But yeah, man. away from Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, isn't Chicago partially on Lake Erie or no? Or is that a different lake? It could. It's probably no. Not. That's Lake Erie, or no? That's Lake Michigan. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I got Lake Erie north of me. That's right. Cleveland. Cleveland is Lake Erie. Chicago's the freaking the bottom, the southern tip of Lake Michigan. That's yeah. Right. If I'm remembering my geography correctly. No, you're good. I'm googling. Of course. I See, can't Google. He'll only Google while we're on the show. He won't. He won't. <laughs> God forbid. God forbid he Googles. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> I could just text you guys, ask you, and then you can answer for me. I don't need to look. All right, King. Give us a give us a parting shot here, man. Give us. A, I always try to end with like whatever. I don't know any kind of positivity or maybe some like we just live in a fucking world now where there's so much bad shit going on. So if you got like a parting shot, like lay it on us. If not, man, you know it's just been like thanks for your service, man, and just thanks for catching up with us, dude. Like. Um, and I know like when we were, when we were kicking it around on messenger, talking about some of this stuff, like it's definitely a hard thing that people got to go through. And hopefully, um, hopefully we will reach a couple of veterans, man. They can kind of learn from your story and, and maybe not feel, you know, feel like they shouldn't. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you haven't been to the VA and you're out, go take somebody with you. Um, there's, you can throw a rock and hit a veteran of some sort, just about anywhere in this country. Yeah. Mm-hmm somebody with you go to the va figure it out and, and and get everything you need to get done yeah. don't be dumb like some of us and not go and or go and get mad and leave it's it's you need to do it yeah it's not i just i would add to that it's not easy man you got to just keep your keep your nose to the grindstone man and just keep fighting it you know you got to keep uh in that regard, it sounds cliche, but you got to keep on keeping on, man. That's just kind of how the system works. You know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a bureaucratic system, but um, you got to keep pushing. And um, <clears throat> I've said it a bunch, man. Anybody can ever reach out to me, man. I can, I can offer any guidance that I've been through or I have friends that are actually doing this for veterans on a daily basis. Like, I'll set you up with them or, or whatever I can do. I mean, both these guys can attest to that. So, yeah, just keep on keeping on, man, and let us know however we can jump in and help out, dude. And I'm, I'm glad you wanted to – uh, you were willing to come on and kind of talk about this because it's definitely an issue for people. And, um, you know, it's definitely um, something I hope we can we can help change the, kind of the idea of it, you know. Well, yeah, it's definitely a message that needs to get out. And, I mean, you're you're certainly not alone in this, you know, with having that, that opinion and those experiences at the VA. I mean, there's, there's certainly other people out here, again, that are going to benefit from this. So, yeah, again, thanks to King for jumping on and making this happen. Sometimes, King, we'll get you on a shit show, man, where we just talk about all the fucking shenanigans that's going on in the world. And again, if you don't have Wi-Fi, maybe you're not totally caught up like me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I wish it's I could. Been great getting to see everybody and catch up with them again. I'm, I mean, like Tommy, I haven't seen 
seen you it's, since four it's 15 four years. years. 15 years. Yeah, We're coming exactly. up on it. Yeah. yeah. King, I can honestly say I wasn't always sure where this was going to go. But then when these knuckleheads like started popping up on shows and stuff and we start connecting again, there's a certain amount of therapeutic shit that goes on here that just talking with old friends that get you, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's needed sometimes, man. You know, even if it's just, whether it's getting serious about the VA or just, just shooting the shit, man, like we're back at the barracks or something, man. You just, mm -hmm. you got to do it every now and then. It's, it's yeah. Like Coon said, it's very therapeutic. I, I look forward to our shit shows every week. Dude, you share you share time with each other in the military that you can't. I don't care if it's an employment or not or for Toki. Like, think just think of all the stupid shit we were going through in our heads and our minds. Like leaving home for the first time, you know, it's like it's like college but on crack. Like, you know what I mean? And like when you share when you share that time with people, man, you can't replace it with anybody. You just can't. Um, and uh, and it only gets deeper from there. And then over over time, you just miss those bonds and. Um, you know, honestly, man, that's one of the reasons why I keep doing this. Like why we keep doing these shows is so that we can catch up with guys like King and we can share these stories and, and hopefully some young knucklehead who's maybe going to EAS tomorrow hears this and, and learns from this and goes and, and, and learns from these mistakes, man, you know, or, or, and, or these, you know, whatever, however you look at it, you know, um, yeah, just, you know, you just want to try to make it better for everybody else, you know, that comes, comes after us. So. Yeah, man, I feel you, man. I'm, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing now, though, man. Keep with it, and like I said, it's just a, it's, a, it's sometimes a long road, man. But you just got to keep one foot in front of the other and keep going. And we're all here to help, dude. You know. Absolutely. Billy was my first roommate and my only roommate I ever had. <laughs> you're welcome, except for your wife. <laughs> he was roommate with her too for a while. <laughs> Also true, yeah. Not Johnson said the same thing. He's like, dude, your wife is like our third roommate for ten minutes. You know? <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, thanks, man. This is a great episode, dude. I can't wait to get it out, man. And I hope, uh, like I said, man, I hope there's people out there that will listen to this and uh, and learn from it and and hopefully make some um, some more informed decisions than than we would have, you know. Um, because it is again, this isn't easy. None of this. There's nothing easy about any of this, man. And. Uh, you know, but it's all, uh, everybody who served deserves it. So, you know, and, and absolutely. Like when you go through the Marine Corps, someone's always holding your hand, making you do or assisting you to make the right decisions, telling you what you needed to do. And then when you get out, you're completely on your own. Yep. So I, that is the one, like, I know they started to get better, but that is the one thing. If I could ever say the Marine Corps absolutely sucks at is helping dudes get out, and there's a reason for that. It's because they want you all to fucking stay in. Right. Like, um, but I would say they're getting better, but yeah, man. Absolutely, man. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get it out, man. Hopefully, uh, King, I'll let you know when it comes out, man. We'll, we'll tag you in it, and we'll, we'll spread the message, man. Thanks again for... Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was definitely nice seeing you again, man. Tony. You too, buddy. <laughs> all right, boys. 